Andre is despair. Tandy's hopes are back, but what about our boy Tyrone? What is going on here? Well, it's time to shed some light and darkness on the Cloak and Dagger After Show on AfterBuzz TV. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz. <laughs> yes, get me pumped. Our new intro, I love it so much. What's up, everyone? It's Thursday, so that means Cloak and Dagger. I'm your host, Ollie Drennan. I'm joined by a fabulous panel of badass women. I have Carla Beltran. Hey, what's up, guys? And um, Miss Steph Sabra. What's up, everyone? I'm so excited about this episode. Drew Jones isn't here yes. tonight. She will be sorely missed, but she will be yes. back. Yes. Don't you worry. <laughs> and we do have some of her thoughts on the episode because oh, we can't go without them. Yes, I was hoping. I was like, she didn't send them to me. So I'm like, how am I supposed to do <laughs> Steph will definitely be the one to fill us in. And don't worry. Like we said, she'll be back. She did not give the soul stone to, <laughs> up. Or she did not give her soul up to get the soul stone. Okay, we're, we're good. We're good. We're good. So we have so much to talk about this. This, uh, what, this was such an amazing episode. We got to talk about Tandy, Tyrone, Adina, and Andre, or AKA Despair. Mm-hmm. So, episode seven, season two, Viking Town Sound. Initial thoughts, y'all, because this episode was arguably one of my favorites. I think it really encapsulated what Cloak and Dagger is. Yeah. It encapsulated both dark tones and very light tones. It really gave me hope as a viewer. and. You felt that hope through the characters by the end of the episode. Yeah, I think one of my favorite parts of this episode was really that I was feeling all the emotions that I needed to. I think the writing was so good for this episode because when the writing is good, the audience feels it. And I felt it the whole way through. There were certain points where I was like, oh my gosh, is this really happening? Like I, I like got up from my seat because I wasn't really sure what I was looking at. And I I really, really enjoyed this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I completely agree. This episode made me feel every single emotion. And the fact that it encapsulated not only ideas of race and privilege, but sex trafficking and what it means to be a woman in today's age and being a black woman in today's age. Mm-hmm. It's its nuts and friendship and hope and despair and all of these things. It's its crazy to see you so well done in a just an hour-long show. Right. Yeah. It felt like a full-length feature film. It, it gave me such Endgame vibes because <laughs> I was cheering by the end of the episode. I teared up literally at one point, which we'll talk about. But let's get into our first topic, which is Andre, our big bad or villain of the season because it's kind of confirmed now that he is despair, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he is kind of, he mentions that he's given so much pain and he wants to share it. That's kind of like his job. And he, I love the the kind of comparison between that and America that he mentioned because that is true. It's like people who feel pain want to share it and it's yeah. like this disease, it's a virus. So what, would you, what were your thoughts on Andre in this episode? Okay, first of all, I like the fact that we found out for sure that he is a spare. But also, I thought it was really interesting, kind of like the dynamic that he had with the whole voodoo. Like, and he kind of was like, oh, this is the next person that I need to go to. And he kind of left Tyrone. I think it was really crazy to just kind of see him know who she was from like the minute that he saw the tape. Mm-hmm. Oh, Auntie. I love Auntie. Oh, man, I love She was her. so <laughs> awesome, kind of standing up to despair or Andre, whatever you yeah. want to call yeah. it. We're going to get into her fully, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. great. Um, so I don't gas her up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll save those comments. Despair, I hate you. <laughs> you, oh my gosh. It, it's, it's kind of like misery loves company is what he yeah. is. It's 
because you have really bad migraines, you're going to literally force people into slavery and manipulate them into thinking that you're providing them mm-hmm. things that they can't have on their own. Yeah. It, it's truly despicable. It, it is truly a realistic idea of what actually happens in those kind of people, but to play them into a comic book character uh, is, mm-hmm. is wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And obviously he encounters well first he he encounters tyrone too and how he kind of tries he tries to attempt to manipulate tyrone and then obviously bridget kind of comes in for the save and all these characters but you wanted to talk about auntie right steph oh yes okay so please do you do you care to take it away oh, because yeah. you're really you're you're so excited as soon as she walked in as soon as he knocked on her door i was like mm-hmm. she's five steps ahead of everyone always yeah. she has been and she has uh, the quote that i wrote down let me see if i can pull it up is basically when she Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. She said something along the lines of I'm just when he was questioning why she has sight and why she can see these things. And she says, everyone does. I just I'm self-aware enough to to really see it. And right. yeah. so her ability to really navigate life and see people for who they are and not give up too much information, really get to know people and play his game with him was really cool to see. And I did mm-hmm. not think she was going to be the person to meet the match of him, but it feels like she is going to be the one who fully takes him down. Mm-hmm. I don't. We don't know though. Yeah, we don't I know. Don't what... know either because what was up with seeing her on the ground and Andre stopping the record? That I thought she died. I don't know if I'm not confirming it. You didn't hear it here first, <laughs> but I took it as that she was she was either defeated or she died because he did that to her because he felt kind of threatened by her. I don't know. What did you think, Carla? Or am I wrong? Um, <laughs> okay, so I actually thought that he was the the tape was for Evita, which I'm so much happier to know that it's not my girl Evita because that really got me scared. But like I said, I was telling you like during while we were outside watching it, like she can't really die. So and she says this is another step for mm-hmm. for her to grow. And I think wherever she was taken or whatever happened is going to like I think we're gonna see her either in maybe at a different dimension or she's gonna come mm. back and it's gonna be something different. I think she's gonna okay. come back stronger. And I think it was really awesome to kinda like have her play his game kind of like what you were saying. It was really cool to kind of have her come in. Mm-hmm. And she's like, she's already sitting there. Like, he just walked inside the dark dimension, but she was already in there. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was like, she kind of used that. Like you said, she's already five steps ahead. So she already like knew what was going ambulance. to happen. Yeah, exactly. She already knew that she was going to happen. And, and she knew that mayhem was there. Mm-hmm. So, that was cool. Yeah. And you guys, can we just take a second oh, and wow, realize I was about to give that it to you. I called it last week or maybe the week before that Mayhem was still in here in the dark zone that she was going to come Don't. out and save people and here we are maybe I'm not a writer but zone. <laughs> the dark zone uh, dark dimension I yes. was asking you you were, like, you were fully right though yeah. and I was, as soon as I saw Mayhem's head creep through I was like 
Carla. Honey. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, honestly, I'm just, I think that auntie is going to be okay at least i'm hoping for that or maybe evita's gonna come through right. she's gonna do something because if evita was there the, i don't know i think yeah i'm certainly worried because she was on the floor she's yeah. on the floor i really hope that she is okay but maybe her purpose when she said that thing about this is just another step for me maybe that was her she realized her purpose was to kind of sacrifice herself i don't i, I really don't know but i'm hoping auntie's okay but speaking of evita you brought up evita I'm so interested in that quick, quick little dialogue by when Andre played the record about Evita having the veil, and maybe that's that veil is her protection. And we haven't seen Evita in a while, so and I'm waiting to see where Evita comes into play at the, in this season if she does. Where does Mina come in? So what are, what were your thoughts on Mina or not Mina? What are your thoughts on Mina? But what are your thoughts on Evita in that whole little? It was very interesting. So I actually have been thinking about this for a while, and I think like they actually haven't included her as much in this season as we would have liked to. But I really have a feeling that they have a bigger purpose for her than what we really think. And I think that they've just kind of been keeping her saved for us, but mm-hmm. soon we're going to find out something about Evita that's going to throw us back, and we're going to be like, oh my gosh, like this is why Evita has to be with Tyrone. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And part of my news and gossip that will come later, I do have um, a piece of information about Vita, and hopefully we will get to see more Ooh. of her. Yeah. So, but I, I agree. I have to rewatch this episode. I rewatched last week's episode, like I said I mm-hmm. would, because there was a lot of pieces that I felt like I would still find, and I did. And then this episode, that's the one piece I need to re-listen to. Uh, I, I wish I had subtitles for that scene, because I think I miss some lines. All I know is that I heard the veil part, mm-hmm. um, baby, and sound of a baby, mm-hmm. and so... Uh, and I, I yeah. yeah, I took it as that was Auntie talking to her sister, who I think her sister must have passed, passed away. away. Yeah, and then that's why Auntie took care of. Mm-hmm. I was about to say Noel took care of Evita. Mm-hmm. Um, any more thoughts before we move on? No, because I have a very special thing to say, guys. We really love you. We appreciate <laughs> you, and you make us the ESPN of TV talk. So please give us that five star on iTunes. If you do, you might be in the running to win our very special signed comic book. Uh, this season and uh, yeah special guests might be able to sign that if they come in and we just really appreciate you guys interacting with us we have a live chat don't we yes. yes. shout out the live chat anyone? Michael Cullen Aaron Robinson Chris Moe Ivan Soto Trey Nixon Nicholas Kelly Toshnik Moore, Man Milk. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Man Milk. name. Ivan Soto, G1X Writer 13. All you guys in the chat, thank you guys so much for writing with us. We we love your commentary. Mm-hmm. And if you're not tuning in live, that's totally fine. Give us in, slide in those DMs. Give us those comments. It's slide to- in Drew's DMs. <laughs> and all these DMs are open. We really appreciate it. But also stay tuned for our news and gossip gossip our special segment (laughs) and of course you got to find out the further details of winning that special prize this season but we got to talk about this episode because there's so much to unpack oh anything from the live chat anything anything i think she gets possessed by either marie Lavu or calypso was that from nicholas kelly how yes. did you know? Because Nicholas Kelly is MVP. I love you, Nicholas Kelly. You, I think you tweeted me that a couple weeks ago about how that's going to possibly... This is predictions. We'll save it. We'll yeah, save yeah, it. We'll save it. it. Oh, my gosh. All right, but we got to talk about... Honestly, I think this character is kind of MVP in this episode. Adina, Tyrone's mom, who's portrayed oh by Gloria God. Rubin. She 
killed it this week oh with God. with Connors and their whole exchange because I something didn't sit well with me last episode. I knew something was wrong with Ty's mom, Adina, when she f- and we saw in this episode she is clearly not okay with yeah. Connors. And it makes so much sense because she has not felt any closure from the death of her son for years. So I knew being in the same room with Connors wasn't going to sit well with her. Mm-hmm. Not at all. And I knew that she just needed time to figure it out. So what were your thoughts on her, the whole process with her and her arc of this episode? I think that her process was really interesting. Um, There is this Bible verse that says that you should be um, slow to speak and, like, um, something, like, like just be slow to speak and mm-hmm. not react so fastly. Right. And it was kind of one of those things where most of the time when you're angry, you react in a way that you probably wouldn't if you were to calm down and think about what happened and then just kind of like go for it. And this was like kind of like a perfect example where she has this man in front of her that killed her son and also her other son is in hiding because of him right again so both of her kids are like in danger or like one of them has passed because of this man and instead of her acting out of her rage she kind of takes a second she's being graceful and she's giving him the opportunity to speak Mm -hmm. which is huge i think it goes to say a lot about her without her even having to say anything and the whole fact that she's like you know what i'm just gonna cook because this is the way that i try and process things and it's like most people have a way to process things either you try and create stuff in photoshop you create music and you you do something but if you do that while you're letting your anger out it's probably like much better and like her whole reaction even like towards the end when she just kind of started losing it and she was like i just want to be able to bury my son that was one of those parts where like the writing was so good because we were able to feel what she was feeling at the Mm -hmm. same time and towards the end i was kind of like okay which route are you going to take are you going to take the good route or are you going to take the other route Mm -hmm. you know because like i don't know if there is a good or bad like i'll let you be the judge of that but for me I was, like, super intrigued to see what she was going to do next. So I'm kind of really bummed that we didn't get to see that. But oh, my gosh. I really, really, I'm super excited to see what she's going to do with the dinner, after dinner, or, like, Them what's crab going to cakes. happen. Them crab cakes. <laughs> I, this scene made me cry so much. I, I thought it was so insanely portray, portrayed, and it was one of the scenes that was so packed in the social constructions that we live in and what it means to be black in America. Mm-hmm. And when she was talking about, she said, I'm stuck in a system I can't dismantle even with right. a gun. And straight, I straighten my hair. And all these commentaries that black women particularly have to live through every single day, and especially when they have black sons that are in the streets, they don't know what's going to happen every mm-hmm. time they leave the house. And even with a gun man's most powerful tool so to speak she's powerless Mm -hmm. and that's the system that we live in and and that's her reality and it's heartbreaking because even if she killed him even if she did anything it doesn't bring back her son and it Mm -hmm. doesn't give her power it doesn't change the system and speaking on drew's point this is where she said um how Adina stays calm the entire time with Connors because black women aren't allowed the right. space to show emotion uh, and without being labeled irrational and how powerful that was in that scene because I oftentimes hear from my black female friends like they if they show any bit of emotion they're deemed 
angry. They're demonized. Yeah, they're yeah. fully demonized, and you could see it in her face, and it was just a really powerful right. scene. And Connors was really powerful, too. Yeah. Because you can see, we found out a little bit more of his past, and we're like, oh, like, you, we didn't know if we believed him at first, but now... Mm-hmm. You can see. I don't know. I don't either, know because exactly. he tried to grab the knife. Exactly. It's yeah. I was just was about confusing. to say that. So this game, this episode did just the writing and the direction that it was put in. It really kind of played you a little bit because mm-hmm. I was thinking, is Adina going to kill him? Is can I still trust Connors after seeing that scene of him trying to get the knife? I don't know which way this is going to go. Is, Tan- is Auntie dead? Did exactly. Evita survive? Like <laughs> it's so brilliant. Does Evita have the veil? Oh, and this, I just think what stood out to me, what really did it for me, was Adina's speech to him. Obviously, as we talked about, I, I remember specifically the words she said. Even that you're t- even you being tied up, I'm still stuck. And ah, oh, that was just so freaking poignant it was so beautiful and i'm glad that this show this marvel show is really speaking for black women and other women of color and just how they feel so oppressed and it's just so beautiful and it makes me feel really emotional i'm just yeah oh my gosh it really was a beautiful episode and i can't get i I, it sucks that we're like almost done with the season i know i want more i know i'm like what the heck don't it's not fair (laughs) oh my gosh but yeah i i I just it doesn't sit well with me about connor's grabbing the knife i don't know you know so yeah i mean i don't think it sits well with me either but i could kind of understand him in a way like he's Mm. stuck he might be killed i don't think you you don't want to be killed by like willingly you know you don't you're not going to willingly walk in and be like if you kill me that's true you know so i think that and I don't know. I think he means like I think he wants to do well, but a part of him is like, well, I don't want to go down either. Mm-hmm. So okay, like I think he's still looking out for himself. All right, we'll see. We'll see next episode. Well, any any other thoughts about Adina in that scene before we move on? Because we got to talk about our heroes, Tyrone. Because Tyrone, I think in this episode, he felt started to feel a little bit guilty about you know, he, or just a little suspect about. Tandy's whereabouts and how they kind of ended in like a falling out about how you know but also I was like Tyrone don't feel bad because Tandy tried to play you (laughs) but anyways (laughs) he really gets it together he confronts so many people but by the end of the episode he is a little exhausted I'm a little fearful for what exactly that meant of seeing the exhaustion but it was still so cool to see the reuniting of those two characters so what did you think about Tyrone in this episode? Because there's a lot. Yeah, there's so much. (laughs) The scene with him in despair Mm -hmm. was crazy to me. Another scene that was so packed in, like, a three-minute monologue where despair is saying, um, basically, like, I didn't know that you existed in Tandy's life. And you can't live in a world with Tandy. She's a privileged white girl living in a world where she takes what she wants and doesn't feel bad about taking people's hope. And you don't live on the same playing field. And Mm -hmm. a lot of the things he was saying was true. A lot of the commentary that we had on Tandy, like, Mm -hmm. she's privileged, she doesn't understand, she keeps saying these things that she really doesn't get what it's Mm -hmm. like to be in that person's position. But at the end of the day she's a very good person she Mm -hmm. really wants to do what's right she just has this pep in her step without thinking right and i i think and we'll get into her character arc by the end of it though they need each other and tyrone figured that out too with the help of auntie Mm -hmm. and they they really need each other to even each other out which is how their characters are in the comic Mm -hmm. 
Um, I'm really curious to know what happens at the end with him. Mm-hmm. I actually think, and I have a, I have this feeling that Andre unlocks the door with his bebe on it. And I think that's kind of why he kind of gets sucked into mm. the dark dimension. How there was kind of like this portal yeah. or just... Because this... he has never been in the dark dimension is what he says, you know, like, and we didn't even know if that he could personally go into the dark dimension mm-hmm. because it's basically oh, himself. Yeah, so I was kind of like, I'm really intrigued to see where they're going right. to take that. Cause and him being inside... Yeah, because going back to Auntie, she said something along the lines of the the vive not necessarily always meaning a key, but also a lock, and that it should yes. be it should see. stay locked. So maybe I it should have been. Well, we'll see in episode yes. eight, definitely. And, and it is real that I I don't know what to think of that part too, where she was saying, if you become a, you look what you've done now with the powers you have, what mm-hmm. would you do as a god when you're mm-hmm. not even just playing god? Because you're this is like a tutorial, so, yeah. yeah, and you're not showing mercy at yeah. all. Yeah, so it's interesting his connection with Tyrone where they are both black men and it's true like they're not on the same playing field Mm -hmm. but just because your life has been screwed over by society doesn't mean you get to enslave people in sexual servitude like that is nuts to me that you can really think that that's okay it's like you're (laughs) enacting in a different way what the regular society is already doing to you as a black male you know you're just doing it which is awful in sex trafficking, you know? Yeah. And then also what Drew was saying, two black women, too, and a lot of minority women are affected by this. So it's just, he's totally he thinks nuts. He, he already thinks he's God. And evil. You know? Evil, he's evil, already evil. acting like it. Mm-hmm. I just want to know more. I want I want to see his backstory and further his origin. I, know, I just want to know how he got where it. he's at. <laughs> but I do, I just so love the symbolism with the record store and how we see Bridget just... Full, oh, not Bridget. Mayhem, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> she just goes, ham. Mayhem. She destroys all of the freaking records to help Ty and him not doubt himself. Because Andre was definitely playing with Ty in this episode and trying to manipulate him like he was doing to Tandy. Speaking of Tandy, our girl, poor thing. Oh. I definitely felt for her because clearly she lost her powers because she has no hopes. And we meet Dell, who is kind of in the same boat. She is in the system. She's been in the system for a while. And she has no hopes. She thinks her family's dead. No one wants her. She feels alone. And that this system is the only system. For, that's that She thinks that this is her life now. Mm-hmm. And L- Leah has instilled it in her. Uh, oh, that Leah. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, no, no. But what I were your like thoughts? I like Leah less and less. <laughs> what were your I thoughts? I hate Leah more and more. <laughs> <laughs> what were your thoughts? Because... I just loved how uh, Tandy came into the system and gave ended up giving Dell hope, and then by Dell getting hope, that ultimately gave Tandy hope. So, what were your thoughts on this oh beautiful God. arc that these two characters went through this episode? Um, do we have to talk about them together, or can we talk about can, Tandy separately? Anything, anything. I'll in bring this. it together. You go first. It, it, okay. It, it was ultimately very cohesive yeah. and beautiful. Yeah. Um, I I kind of like the dynamic that they had together, but really, I kind of wanted to focus on Tandy and it, just kind of show how 
much of a bad as she is, really. Because, like, in in this episode, like, towards the end, first of all, when, when Leah was dressing her, there was a rage going inside of me that I was like, don't touch her. Like, no, don't change her. Don't do this. Like, there was just, like, all these feelings that were going through that it was like, Tandy was so not only was she hopeless, but she was also helpless. And I think that's the lowest we've ever seen Tandy. Mm -hmm. And it was like this new side that you were like, I actually felt for her. And I hadn't felt for Tandy in a long time. And it was really nice for me to be able to have like feelings towards her and be like, oh my gosh, like I want to go in there and try and help you whichever way I can. And I think that that was one of those things that like spoke out to me more in like her character for this episode. But it was really nice how they tied it in together with Del and just kind of her being the one that stands up for it and then she because she has hope mm-hmm. that's why Tandy got her hope back but it's like I kind of like how they played it together right. yeah this is the thing about Tandy what we've been talking about she she has this privilege and privilege doesn't mean that you screw up everyone's life which she kind of screwed up a lot of season people. one yeah, yeah. <laughs> But if you use privilege properly with the understanding of what every group is going through and mm-hmm. you're not using it in a way to act like you know what's good, like the whole white savior complex, then it could be the most powerful thing. We can't move mountains and cure racism and all these things without privileged people right. stepping up. And this was Tandy's character arc for me, stepping up, acknowledging that sh- her life has been more privileged and she's cared to really think of um Mm -hmm. and then this moment with seeing a woman who has been completely manipulated into thinking this is all she has this is all she's worth and them giving her food and shelter is good enough and that's Mm -hmm. a life to live i mean it's truly disgusting and it truly does happen exactly like this which it's kudos to you guys in the writer's room to Mm -hmm. really accurate accurately portray that because they're not always beating you up and doing all these things they're drugging you which they showed and and they're manipulating you mentally to thinking mm-hmm. of no one yeah. to go home to. So the collision of these two meeting together and working with each other without really knowing they were working with each other and right. coming to this understanding was so, like, girl power to the max. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely think Tanny took a page out of Bridget's book of being an ally, as you <laughs> talked about, because that's what it, that was kind of, it was so symbolic of seeing, you know, Tanny obviously being white but helping in this situation. And even though she was helpless because she was paralyzed, she still helped and gave Dell that hope to stand up to Leah. And mm-hmm. that, oh, with the music in the background, this is the scene that really made me ugly cry. No lie, because just seeing <laughs> seeing Dell who in her just do a 180, it was yeah. so beautiful. And then finally seeing Tandy about to be assaulted, you know, raped, but have her dagger come back to her because she got that hope after hearing what just Del in time. Was, it was so amazing. And this was my end so game cool. tease. So yeah. cool. And I I just live for also kind of seeing this metaphor of breaking down this unjust system. Literally, she's breaking through breaking down walls. Yeah. With her daggers. And when she met up with Tyrone. Oh my god. Oh, that's when I wanted to cry. When they actually met together, I was like, oh, 
It God. was so awesome. Is there anything? They were only gone for like they were only separated for like one episode, which I think it was gave last me week's hope. episode. But yes. it gave me so oh much hope. Gosh, yeah. You guys, uh, Nicholas Kelly pointed out in the chat uh, that boat that her powers developed, and we see it kind of like they're using their powers differently. And same mm-hmm. with Tyrone, and the the difference of their scenes where she uses her daggers mm-hmm. to like break through the wall, like you said, and then Tyrone. One of the coolest scenes where mm-hmm. he oh, used his power to like flip around and drop kick that big man. <laughs> I was like, dang, this is so cool. And they're just totally meant to be together. Yes. Um, in whatever sense that they need to be together, I'm for. If it's friends, if yeah. it's more, I'm for it. But I am Avita all the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't forget but, her, but this moment made me be like, you guys are perfect together. The like, ship war. Oh, they are. Oh, they are perfect together. But. We don't know, like yeah. really, what Evita has. I think Evita's capable yeah. of other things. Yeah, we're and not Tandy aware. Tandy supports her, so yeah, and uh, she's obviously the most level-headed out of all of them. Yeah, <laughs> but also Drew Jones is in the chat, our queen. Hey. Hey. Uh, so yeah, that that scene coming together was another one. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, what's happening? Is is she? Is this gonna actually happen to her? Like, I didn't know how far right. they were gonna take it. Yeah, but it couldn't have gone any further. I would have been like, this is we. This is Tandy. She has daggers. She's not gonna let this yeah. slide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the infiltration though. That was. Whew. Well, we'll talk about the sec- special segment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, Drew said that they did all their own stunts. That's by the way. Awesome. See, this is why she's C and D MVP. I wrote in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> is there any more comments from Jew or anyone else in the chat before um, we move on? We got to give love to them. We can't sleep on them. G one X writer, are Tyrone's powers messed up because of despair? We don't. Possibly. I don't know. Possibly. Robert M. Mayhem learned to help without killing. Yeah, she was oh awesome. God, that's true. And someone else earlier in the chat said this proves that she's Mayhem's not evil mm-hmm. because she still wants to help people. Absolutely. I thought that's she's, what we kind of figured no, we, out. No, like, we did. Too, but but yeah, people. with the whole alignment chart, yeah. I, I I think she is definitely like chaotic good. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. She just goes. I just wanted she, to come back. I miss her green eyes. <laughs> I <laughs> really. Too. Oh, Ivan I Soto. I know you're a Runaways fan. You're on uh, our yes. After Buzz TV panel. Uh, said so this episode proves that Runaways can't fit with the Cloak and Dagger world. No. Runaways is too light for the no, show. No, no, no. <laughs> I disagree. Ivan, I love you, but... Maybe uh, they <laughs> could come on Runaways. Either way, I, I'll, be, I'll be so happy to get my crossover. It needs to happen. But before we get to... Because that's more production. Yeah. How about we get to our special segment? Ooh, yes. I love you it. Got- Thank you, um, it is time to do our cloaked and daggered moments. So you go ahead and tell us your highlight and your low light of today's episode. We will start with Ollie. Oh, me? I don't want to steal yours again, Carla. No, I'm going to let you guys go. We'll start time. with low. I'm still afraid of Auntie. and I think Tyrone's fine, so that wasn't my low of the episode. But Auntie, I'm devastated to seeing her on the ground. I don't know if that... I think that's a really bad thing. I think she's in jeopardy for sure. So mm-hmm. I think that's my low. That's my da- cloak, cloaked moment for this episode. And for my highlight, uh, my cloaked... Let's see. I would say... What did I write down here? <laughs> Del giving Tandy hope and vice versa. I think that scene was so beautiful and her reuniting with Tyrone and Tyrone working his ass off to get to Tandy and be reunited and seeing them just break down that corrupt establishment. That was that was my high for sure. I love that. How about you, Steph? Okay, so I think my cloak, my low light moment was Leah and just 
her storyline is so disgusting and relevant right. to society. It happens all the time. And when she looks at Dell and says, be the mama bird and has her drug Tandy oh, gosh, um, yeah. and take over that role because that's what they do. They convince the women that if you don't, if you don't follow the rules, you get in trouble. And the more you follow the rules, the more higher you get. And even her convincing her that all the girls had died mm-hmm. who can be free. Right. Mm-hmm. And then my highlight was them just getting back together. Uh, Tandy and Tyrone. Mm-hmm. There's just nothing better than right? that. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Just, I was like, it feels like an eternity where you've been <laughs> separated and kind of yeah. butting heads, but they needed, yeah. I think, an extreme thing to happen to grow up yeah. because they can't be kids anymore. Right. Yeah. And that episode, last episode, which was so heartbreaking, it's now that episode's totally just because of this uplifting episode for sure. So mm-hmm. I'm totally fine with the heartbreak from last week, but because of what happened this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, my low light was kind of finding out that Andre has his own bebe because it kind of comes to show that Andre, it might be a little bit harder to defeat him, mm. which it's just kind of like, ugh, that sucks. And then my highlight, you guys, was definitely seeing that Mayhem was in the Dark Diamond. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> I was like, she's <laughs> Wait, quick thing. Drew just said, damn, R.I.P. Auntie. Is she? I think like, she is. Wait, okay, that would be my low light, obviously, but yeah. I'm not willing Drew, to admit she's that. Not. She's Drew, not. I she agree with be. you. I, I don't want her to be, but as I took it as but her Drew's death. always right. Exactly. <laughs> That's, thank you, Drew. Thank you for having my back. My I, auntie. I'm telling Let's you. Let's all keep <laughs> our hope. And let's all keep our daggers together um, and bring them to the center oh of the table God, for Auntie. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Carla. Yes. We really appreciate that. But we also appreciate our news and gossip presented by Steph Sabra. What's up, you guys? An exciting episode. So I want to focus kind of what's been going on with Twitter, with the cast and the writers. Emma Lahana. Mayhem and Bridget O'Reilly and Queen and Queen <laughs> tweeted tonight's episode of Cloak and Dagger was directed and written by our fearless leader Joe Pekaski. Okay, yes, he's that damn talented. We all felt honored to be there for his debut, and now I'll just hope we get to be led by him again. Thank you for always creating a safe space for us. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? I love that? Not only is he the showrunner, but he directed this right. episode, one of arguably the best episodes. And in he the wrote it. Yeah, uh, I give full yes, writing credit to that. That's a second, even yeah. more crazy that he wrote that. That means uh, he fully had to have sat down with people of each community that this is affected by mm-hmm. and really get the story because it felt really true to their storylines, right. which mm-hmm. is incredible. And Joe Pekaski tweeted, if we couldn't give the audience more Miss Noelle Renee, <laughs> who plays Avita in this episode, we were at least going to tell Avita's origin story. Yes. So... Obviously, like there was a lot portrayed that I need to look back at. Right. But I, I think moving forward, we're going to get more Avita and more kind of definitive answers of right. what that meant. Absolutely. I'm really excited for that. Th- it, thank you so much, Steph. Was, yeah. that, was that it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, such a good news segment. I love it. And shout out to Joe. Killed it. And I know he specifically wanted to direct this because he, he really wanted to handle it with care and respect, obviously. And we know that they have such a diverse writing room. So it just... This show is just amazing. It's such yeah. a great production. And but, one more thing. Oh, yeah, Sorry. Please, please. Um, Cloak and Dagger writers tweeted this, which I really appreciate. 
not-so-fun fact, there is no profile for victims of trafficking. Victims come from all sexes, races, ethnicities, and social standings. You don't have to be a superhero to do something. Get involved today. And they added at Polaris underscore project. So go to Cloak and Dagger Writers, follow them, and um, follow this group. And there's many ways you can get involved if you just look it up. There's different organizations and shelters and houses um, for victims all around mm-hmm. most areas. So you can find that. Yeah. Love it. Definitely. And I just love how proactive the show is trying to get people involved get involved it makes me want to get involved it's so important Mm -hmm. because it's happening everywhere and it's happening to anyone i have to say that this show has definitely opened up my eyes to a lot of different things like even the conversations that we have here and listening to you guys and your opinions and just your experiences it kind of makes me feel like oh wow like the life that i've been living really isn't like to Mm -hmm. its fullest because you need to like in order to live fully, you need to learn and know more. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it's been really like eye-opening to just kind of mm-hmm. see everything. The show's amazing. we got three yeah. episodes left. Uh, well, we got to get ready for predictions. But before predictions, I do want to let you know, if you want to win this amazing signed comic book, Ali Maki stopped by this season and she signed it. And our special guest might be stopping by too to sign even more signatures. So all you got to do is just give us that five-star review on iTunes. If you don't have Apple access to Apple, give us that five-star review in the comments and also if you want to double your chances of winning this signed special cloak and dagger comic book just tweet or go on instagram and shout out to aubrey joe olivia anyone in the cast that you want to see on after buzz tv let them know that you really want them to stop by on after buzz and just screenshot that to us send it to us so we know that you actually did it and that will double your chances if you do the review as well so really appreciate you guys giving all your love and support because we want to make this the best cloak and dagger after show podcast out there because we love it so yeah. freaking much. And Drew made a good point. She's like, let's make sure that you guys watching tweet at the cast yes. and Joe Pekaski to get on our after show. We love them. We've seen them at um, Comic Con last year. We got to interview them. You can see that on our After Buzz Red Carpets page, some of our interviews with the cast mm-hmm. and in studio. So we want to have them all. Yes. We do. We, do. we got to wa- have them all. Like, we we want you. <laughs> we want them to. All- oh my God. <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. She said it best herself so we're running short on time but we want to get to those rapid fire predictions ladies Ooh. and gentlemen let's Your do it after buzz tv predictions Carla, Carla. <laughs> <laughs> okay my prediction is that auntie is not dead oh, oh. i hope i i really hope yeah that. she's not dead what about you steph uh my prediction is that despair is going to be a part of next I, I feel like he's going to be an overarching theme of the entire season. I don't think he's yeah, going think he's away gonna be just yet. Yeah. Yeah. I did see the promo. I think from what I'm getting from the promo because they gave us very, very subtle like tidbits in the promos. I think Olivia, Olivia, oh my gosh, <laughs> these actors. I think Tandy and Bridget are going to go into the Dark Dimension to help save Tyrone. Um, and I'm I'm predicting we're gonna get that cro- crossover with Runaway some way. Oh my god! Because we already saw we already saw some Catherine Wilder in Adina. Just saying, just saying. You guys, I just what? saw this, and I hope that that's not true. Uh-oh. Ivan Soto says in the chat that the showrunner confirmed that Auntie is dead. <gasps> I'm well. There you go. Wanna, I don't want to believe it. It's being confirmed. Um, I think I want to watch next week's episode and actually like have you fully confirmed. I freaking <laughs> knew it. I freaking knew it. Well, unfortunately, I don't mean to end the after show on such no! a bad note. <laughs> but until then, I will my amazing panel, where can we find you on social media? I'm Steph Sabral. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Steph Sabral, where I will start a petition to get Auntie <laughs> back in some capacity. 
<laughs> you guys, you can follow me on Instagram at I am Carla Beltran. And I'm your host, Ollie Drennan. Follow me on all social media platforms at Ollie Dreamer. Don't forget to tweet the cast and uh, crew to come yes. into AfterBuzz. We really yes. appreciate it. We love you guys. Ciao. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.